Merry Christmas, everybody. Mike Raley here, along with my friend Tom Kearney here. And here's Nat King Cole. We're going to do a little reminiscing tonight for you on WPTF. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by choir. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase. It's from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Now, that's my favorite Christmas song and uh, one of my favorite artists uh, as we start out kind of a little reminiscing party, uh, uh, a rather sm- uh, small. WPTF announcer party. Tom Kearney and uh, and Mike Rayleigh in here with you. And uh, Tom, we used to have some some shindigs, didn't we? We did. Uh, when I first started working here, usually uh, somebody would be the host, and it usually was the presiding poobah, whoever it was. And and that happened to be Mario Dell for part of the time. And he would come in and sit down, and uh, people would just sort of wander in over a couple of hours and share their Christmas memories, and he'd play some Christmas music and. We would have a really good time. And, in fact, we're going to do a little sample of that a little bit later in the program. But before that, um, a couple of guys uh, whose voices are familiar to lots of folks, uh, prominent personalities back in the 50s and 60s and even into the 70s, 
uh, were the form of the Christmas party, and not unlike we're doing here, and I hope someday you and I will just sound as good and as comfortable as they did. <laughs> I'm not sure that's possible for I, anybody to sound that comfortable together. I don't, in fact. Except do for it. a husband and wife, I suppose. <laughs> well, doing this program, part of the good thing was to sit down and listen to some voices that I had not heard in a long time. And we're going to hear a little bit from Bill Jackson, who was the longtime morning man at WPTF. Everyone knew him as BJ. 1952 to 1972. Right. And uh, also the voice of the Wolfpack, along with Wally. Exactly. And Wally was his backup and his color guy. And uh, when he passed away in 1974, uh, I'm sorry to say he didn't actually get to see uh, State win the national championship that year. Right. Because I think he died in January. And I came here in 1975. I never met bill jackson but i met one of his daughters who was a student at the time a pretty red-headed young mm-hmm. lady at uh, at nc state well i've had his son-in-law as a guest on my program several times and we've talked about him and mrs jackson is is still with us and i've in fact talked to her on the phone recently but these guys are so comfortable with each other that it's just fun to hear them bill jackson and Wally Osley, of course, who was the farm director and then the voice of the Wolfpack general manager. And I worked so for, for Wally. He was my boss, or your boss. Mm-hmm, exactly. He was the boss here when, when I was hired. And uh, if you're ready, uh, we can just... Yeah, we, we, and this is something that they did um, over and over and again. It was very famous in the area that uh, Wally and Bill did. This, uh, they do a little recitation for us as uh, they build up to it here. have some copies of the night before Christmas and I'm trying to find them. It's pretty typical of sort of the way it is the night before Christmas yeah. when you're trying to find everything. Elsie Skelter. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever, well I'll talk about that a little later on about uh, misplacing presents that you know you purchased. I've never really lost one that I can think of that I had uh, bought some time for somebody that, and couldn't find out where it was. I've panicked a couple of times like a couple of days before Christmas when I'd say what did I do with it? Mm. And then I would start thinking of my hiding places, and I'd go back and get it. Well, I I think we had an instance once, and uh, my wife will probably refute this story, but I believe uh, one of our kids got a present about a, uh, two or three weeks after Christmas, something that uh, had been put aside and completely forgotten had been purchased early, this kind of thing. And uh, as, as I recall, went back and said, oh, Here's another Christmas present for you. <laughs> well, we were talking about it was the night before Christmas <clears throat> yeah. there and how Helda Skelter it gets uh, around. It does get kind of frantic, doesn't it? And uh, this uh, poem here, uh, who, who wrote uh, "Twas the night before Christmas? Mm, Moore, Clement Moore. Clement, Clement Moore. Moore, yeah. Uh, was the, the night before Christmas, though, is, not, is that the official name of it? Uh, I'm not sure. Something of the visit of St. Nicholas. The visit of St. Nicholas. I've heard it called that. Yeah. I don't know what he called it originally. I understand that the picture of Santa Claus that we recognize today was inspired by his poem. Uh, what is more Nicholas. descriptive than uh, than uh, a belly that looks like a bowl of jelly? <laughs> I mean, what what is more descriptive than that? I mean, you'd, you'd expect to see a little round fat man. That's yeah, it. Right. Why don't we read this, The Night Before Christmas, which is a story of Santa Claus. All right. Start it out? Yeah, you started out this time. T'was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. 
The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. Out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to the objects below. When what to my wondering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew with the sleigh full of toys, St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it curled and encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rode. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle. Away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Oh, 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 oh. I can just hear him now. Can't he? Oh, that's the most descriptive thing, Walter. I mean, yeah. there may be great uh, poets and poetesses, and uh, there may be great, be great writers, but this is one of the most descriptive things ever written. I wonder if this was the first time that the reindeer were ever brought into the Santa Claus picture. Could be. Had the tradition of eight reindeer pulling the sleigh been with us prior to this. I wish I knew more about the history of Santa Claus. 
We, I, this is pretty typical the way you and I do our regular shows. We sit down to deal with these great things, and when we get to them, we say, how did they start? We, you know, it'd be interesting Wondering to research the origin. That's right. all these things to find out what uh, possessed Clement Moore to uh, write it, what inspired him, and uh, what tradition there was. Well, anyway, I hope that if you're standing by the chimney and are quiet tonight, that you'll hear that clatter out on the roof and that you'll watch the jolly old elf as he comes down. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. And don't, don't let him get that soot all over you, too. <laughs> no? Two of the greats that have worked at WPTF uh, in its history, uh, the late Bill Jackson, the late Wally Osley, uh, doing something that was a tradition here at WPTF, Tom, for many years. Mike Rayleigh and uh, Tom Kearney with you. And uh, this, this really was a huge tradition for folks. Uh, they would do this every year. Yes, and uh, I just en- enjoyed so much listening to them, and that recitation was something that people looked forward to. And obviously, they had did a little production work that had some music to go along with it, and and so on. So uh, I just enjoyed hearing B.J. and Wally. Both of their voices have been stilled, as one would say, over the years, but uh, we still have them on tape, and we can listen to them. We do indeed, and we'll hear some more Christmas music, and we'll reminisce with you about some of the things we've done at Christmas and also our participation in WPTF Christmas staff parties, uh, announcer parties on the air over the years. And we'll also hear from from some of the other greats like Gary Dornberg and Mario O'Dell and Bart Rittner as they participated in these things too, Tom. As our little reminiscent show continues here on News Talk 680 WPTF. News Talk 680 WPTF. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year. Mike Raley and Tom Kearney with you to celebrate Christmas with you and do a little reminiscing, Tom. And, uh, of course, uh, music, uh, a big part of, of WPTF's history. One of the things we used to do at the Christmas party, Mike, as you know, is you could maybe tell your favorite Christmas story or read a story and, and also uh, get to listen to your favorite piece of Christmas music and This is mine. Andy Williams sings, O Holy Night. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill
the great Andy Williams and Oh Holy Night on a very holy night, uh, Tom Kearney. And I, I know that, that we have played a lot of music on WPTF, not only Christmas music, but uh, we have played a lot of Christmas music. Right. Well, Christmas music, Mike, is one of my favorite things. Yeah, mine too. And uh, I, I, the first year that I worked here, I was the low man on the totem pole. and uh, I, had I still to, am. <laughs> well, I am too. <laughs> and I had to work on uh, Christmas Day. And you had to pay your dues, and I, but I got to play six hours of Christmas music. Now, and so it was really my program, and I picked out, I alternated religious with secular, male with female, and I'd throw in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir and other large groups here and there. And I really and truly, when I got through, felt like I was worn out, but I felt like it was one of the best things that I have ever done. Sure. And I, I would have liked to listen to it. The only problem was, about two hours into the program, I think it was 12 to twelve noon to 6 on Christmas Day, somebody called up, and we've always tried to be responsive to our listeners, and of course. requested a new song that was out that year, and it was entitled, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It was sung by a, a, a dentist-turned-singer Right. Now, you know that because of your connection with... I the, have talked to him before. You've talked to him. Yeah. With, uh, well, uh, I had to go to the station that you were on in the morning, uh, and do the news and stuff like that, uh, WQDR, and borrow it, which is our sister station, of course, right on the other side of the wall, yeah. because it wasn't in the WPTF record library, and I played it about between one thirty and 2 o'clock. <laughs> and I got about six or seven calls denouncing me, cussing <laughs> me out. Saying, I'll bet. It just that, didn't fit, did it? <laughs> that's the only sin that I committed that day, but I certainly paid for it. And, that, and people really gave me a heart. So I've been very sensitive since then. We have participated in, in lots of um, Christmases here at, at WPTF. Uh, fortunately, we've, we've worked with some, some of the greats uh, in, in uh, the industry here in, in North Carolina and, and had a lot of fun because mm-hmm. there's a lot of one-upsmanship up, and uh, a lot of ad-libbing. In fact, it's all ad-libbing that, that goes on, and uh, that, that can be a lot of fun with, with real pros. Uh, we're going to hear, I think, in a few minutes uh, – uh the beginning of the announcer's Christmas party of, I think, 1987. It, right. it was after we moved to our present location. I know that. And that was the year that, that we moved uh, from, from downtown Raleigh to our uh, Highwoods location, our current location. You'll get to hear some, some voices that are very familiar, but you'll get a sense of that byplay and the kind of stuff that, that goes on. I do want to say one thing. Along with the music, we used to uh, get to occasionally maybe read a poem or tell a story or something. And, and one thing I want to recommend to everybody, if they've never read it in terms of Christmas, is O. Henry, the North Carolina writer's The Gift of the Magi. I think if that is not what Christmas is all about, and that's what he thought it was all about, I don't know what he is. So that will, that's a kind, of my, kind of my Christmas present. Well, it, uh, it, it's certainly uh, a wonderful thing. And, and this, this time of year is uh, when we hopefully spend time with families. And uh, we've always considered our listeners a part of the family. WPTF, owned by, um, of course, uh, Don Curtis uh, for many years now, before was owned by an insurance company, and uh, the, the slogan was, we protect the family, WPTF. That, that's what the F stands for. <laughs> and we uh, we do consider our listeners, and, and we see each other so much here. Uh, Tom, you and I have seen so much. Uh, we're we're kind of family, too. Exactly. So um, these these little get-togethers are, are a lot of fun. And uh, we hope you're enjoying reminiscing with us a little bit this evening here on News Talk 680 WPTF. We're going to take a break. We'll be back and hear from the likes of Mario Dell and Bart Rittner and Dick Stork and um, 
Gary Dornberg, Tony Rigsby, a lot of other folks uh, here on News Talk 680 WPTF. News Talk 680 WPTF, Mike Raley and Tom Kearney with you doing a little reminiscing here on WPTF. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, we've enjoyed some music. We've got more to come and, and uh, more announcer Christmas parties and some other things planned for you. But, uh, Tom, uh, Silent Night is a very special song. Well, it's kind of funny, Mike. You came in the other day and we were talking about what music we might play as part of this program, what our favorite pieces of Christmas music were. And and uh, of course, probably the most popular uh, Christmas hymn is Silent Night. Almost every service ends with it. And I said to you just out of the blue, you know, Mike, if you've never heard it in German, you should hear it in German because I don't suppose there are a lot of songs that are more beautiful in German than English. People, A lot of people don't think German sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I happen to like German, right. but I, I have heard it and played it. I took a lot of German in college. And uh, it turned out that you had a special Christmas memory connected to hearing it in German. My family and I were very fortunate enough. My daughter was uh, studying in Paris in her junior year at Carolina, and uh, she uh, had an accident and broke her leg. And so we we had planned to go over and and visit her at the end of her semester in Paris and kind of make a little family deal of it and visit a couple of countries. And we weren't able to do that in the spring because we had to go over there and get her and bring her back. Uh, to help nurse her her leg along, but in, we said, well, we got to take this trip. We've got we've got the tickets and all that stuff, and so we did it at Christmas. That was our second choice, and it was one of the best Christmases I've ever had. And one of the, we spent Christmas night, Christmas Eve and Christmas night in Innsbruck, Austria, with a foot of snow on the ground, and it was just the most beautiful place. I've one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, maybe the most beautiful. And we, the, on Christmas morning, we went to a Catholic church, and the service was totally in German. It was a cold place. the The church was hundreds of years old. No heat inside. There was a uh, the uh, Austrian cardinal there who was doing the service, and Silent Night was part of that service, and it was sung in German. And this is Johnny Mathis singing it in English, Silent Night, on WPTF. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round
Silent Night, Johnny Mathis, obviously, and it's not Christmas without hearing Johnny Mathis and Andy Williams and Nat King Cole and Bing Crosby and so forth to me. And you've got to hear Silent Night, too. And I I was thinking about trying to say the title in German, but it has been a long time since I practiced that, so I'll save that. I'll work on it. Maybe we can do it next year. Well, I, I hope so, Tom. I'm, <laughs> I'm, count, I'm counting on that. I can't wait to hear Are you going to sing? Silent Night? No, just, just, gonna, a, just a recitation. Just a recitation, yes. Oh, okay. well, I'm not sure that'll have the, German full, with, the German, full effect. German with a southern accent is what it will be. Uh, we're going to hear some other familiar voices, too, aren't we? That's right. I'm Mario Dell. Along with me is Dick Stork and Charles Stegall, our program director and longtime friend and uh, companion on WPTF, yours and mine, Bart Rittner from Merry Open Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. We'll be joined uh, throughout the evening by other WPTF staff members, so we're uh, looking forward to spending the evening with you. Uh, I guess, you know, we've always, we always like to rehash what we like about Christmas. Uh, I still think in terms of a child. I think, you know, of all the great toys that I had when I was a Christmas, uh, when I was a child. I don't know about you, Bob. Name one. Uh, the most important one was a football, a real honest-to-goodness leather football. Not a pigskin, but a football, a mm-hmm. real one. That uh, that uh, I I remember this is the only real one I ever had, and we played with it until wore the finish off of it. You know, it looked like uh, a pair of buck shoes after a while. <laughs> it was great. It was great. That's that's the most memorable toy I ever had. 
Very and my good mother, And my mother's cooking, I remember that, and I miss it, too. Very my mother good was a great Maury. cook. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, she could do she could do desserts. Boy, it'd break your heart. Yeah? Yeah. You folks you getting some good, uh, good food for the holidays? Well, I'm going to have uh, ham and uh, biscuits, and not ham biscuits, but ham and homemade and, biscuits, and, and, and the normal stuff, you know, ambrosia and all that, all that kind of thing. Yeah. How about now, you, Bart? I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going out to um, the one to McDonald's or Hardee's or Wendy's uh, or Burger King or something. Wow. I'm trying to elicit his sympathy. I know better than that. <laughs> I know better than that because I know he, Bart will be spending uh, Christmas oh. uh, with some special people. Hey, that's right. Yeah. I really do. I, everybody does, don't they? Yeah, I hope, so. I hope so. I hope so. I really hope so because that that's what it's about. You have to... A Christmas is the one time of the year, even if you're the worst Scrooge, you have to share something, and, and this is the greatest opportunity for sharing in the world is Christmas time. Of course, I, I guess when we were all young, and I know when I was young, obviously, I'm not admitting anything. I think we'd all do it. Uh, gifts were the thing. But now it's at the point where gifts really are, are nothing compared with the, with the companionship, with, yeah, with friends and people, just the atmosphere. Well, I'm real close with my next-door neighbors, and we're going to have Christmas Eve dinner together. My brother's coming over from Durham, and we're going to cook uh, the sauerbraten recipe that was in the uh, the uh, melting pot cookbook that we had a couple of years ago. Oh, that'll be different. And uh, then on Christmas Day, we'll have a Christmas ham as well. So we have two mm -hmm. big meals coming up, yeah. and the neighbors and I uh, and everybody, the, the two households are coming together and putting all this stuff together. So that's Now, when do you open the presents? Anybody um, want to start? Christmas morning. Do you? Yep. Mm -hmm. Charles, sure do. Charles Stigall. Christmas morning. Dick. Christmas morning, but it's like uh, 1 a.m. Christmas morning after I get back <laughs> from the uh, the church. Just can't, have a, can't wait, can you? No. We have a Eucharist service at our church and a carol service on Christmas Eve, and then I get back from that, and uh, some of us open some of the gifts. Maybe we might hold a few over till the next day, but uh, it's right around 1 o'clock. Barn. We always did ours on uh, Christmas Eve, but this year we're going to do it. There's a there's a little one this year, and this year it's going to be on Christmas Day. Well, we always do ours on Christmas morning. And, you know, what's really funny, uh, having worked the morning show for so long, for the first 25 years I never had Christmas off. Mm -hmm. And they always had to wait, and, and you had to, we had to tie both girls up in the bedroom, <laughs> chain, them, chain them to the bed until after 10 o'clock when Dad got home. Because they weren't, you know, we didn't open them up. But it's it's a great fee. It's it's great. I I still think Christmas morning's the best time. But I guess different strokes for different folks. Now we'll we'll take in a Christmas Eve service. We always try to do that. Mm -hmm. That's the best. That may be the most touching and the best service of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I get to go to Christmas Day mm -hmm. service as well, and um, well, because I'm ushering at that service, so I'll be at uh, several services throughout the uh, Christmas holiday. Where you pass the plate, Dick? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Eucharist um, plate. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that? perhaps eventually becoming a lay reader at the church as well, a lay minister. Well, we've been trying to teach him how to read yeah. really well up here, so if his <laughs> minister is there. listening, he's getting better. <laughs> oh, ghost guys. That was from 1987, uh, announcer's Christmas party here on WPTF, by the way. And, Mike, if you let that play a little longer, uh, yours truly would have wandered in, sounding considerably younger and... Uh, Lowell Shoemaker uh, came in, I think, and uh, I can't remember who else, but I, I, there were several people that just came stumbling through the room. Right, and Gary Dornberg and uh, Tony Rigsby were on via tape at that time because Gary was actually in Hawaii, and, and we're going to 
uh, Gary Dornberg died about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 10th anniversary is coming up. Um, one of my closest friends, and uh, I'm, I miss him. I miss all these guys, but uh, we don't we don't uh, get to see Mari as much as uh, we'd like to, and, and Tony, and and so forth. But uh, Gary, uh, buddy, we miss you, and it's it's been ten years since he was with us, and and we're going to hear from from him coming up, and also Tony. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Tom Kearney, Mike Rayley here, and uh, we're we're talking a little bit about some WPTF Christmas past, and uh, we heard from Wally Osley and also Bill Jackson, and uh, from Mari and Bart Rittner and Dick Stork and Charles Stegall and some others, and uh, two of our favorites, Gary Dornberg and and uh, Tony Rigsby, are next, and theirs was uh, even more special, Tone, uh, uh, Tom, because. They were actually not in the studio. They had recorded this uh, to be played at the announcer's Christmas party. And uh, Gary, of course, as you will learn, had gone to Hawaii with the Wolfpack. To as, he, as he did quite often. He used to bring me pineapples from uh, from the uh, the beautiful state of Hawaii. Yeah. But uh, their reminiscing is, is a lot of fun, too. They were... They were uh, Gary especially real cut ups. Tony was a little more formal, but uh, and still is. But they were compadres and yeah. uh, our sports guys at that particular point. So they they meshed sort of like BJ and Wally did a little earlier. That's right. Gary, first, Merry Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, Tony. Hawaiian Christmas again. Yeah, we might add that obviously I'm not here. I'm a long way away from here. As a matter right. of fact, we are speaking via the magic of audio tape. We taped this a couple of days ago before you took off for Hawaii. And uh, this is how many Christmases in Hawaii now? Well, this will be the uh, third uh, trip there and third Christmas there. So uh, I've spent a few away from home. I'm trying to recall if I have spent any other Christmases away from home other than the Hawaiian trips. And off the top of my head, I can't recall. Uh, There may have been a bowl game. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It seems like there was a bowl game a few years ago back in the 70s in which we were scheduled away. I, I wasn't in the service, so I didn't miss Christmases that way. What about you? Never was in the service, so I've spent very few Christmases away from home myself. I think if I were going to spend it away from home, that Hawaii would be the place to do it. Well, that's nice. It's beautiful there. There's no question about it. I'm looking forward to visiting uh, some of the places that I've seen so many times, but yet I enjoy like the Arizona Memorial and uh, the Punch Bowl, which is the National Cemetery of the Pacific. And uh, going to see, of course, Diamond Head and uh, going up the North Shore. A lot of things to do. The Dole Plantation and taste a little fresh pineapple. Oh, I remember some of the fresh pineapple you brought back That's right. years ago. It was great. I'm planning on bringing back a couple of cases and distributing them, so you'll probably get one. Oh, I'm looking forward to it again, Gary. You know, you, you think this time of year Christmas is a holiday on so many different levels. Uh, uh, the level of family and the level of adventure of Christmas itself. Now, if you're away from home on Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, does it seem like Christmas to you? Well, not uh, certainly not in Hawaii, it doesn't. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't gotten used to that. Uh, uh, I come from Indiana, and, uh, of course, I've lived in North Carolina for 32 years now, so I consider myself a North Carolinian, but 
I do come from the cold country, and I have spent a few Christmases with snow, and I lived for a lot of years in the mountains of this state, and uh, we we had a a white Christmas every now and then. So it's a little uh, hard to get used to 75 to 85 degree weather uh, on Christmas Day, and that's what uh, we'll be having, of course, in Hawaii. But uh, uh, you sometimes lose track of of, uh, Christmas Day when you are away from home. As a matter of fact, uh, it's it's not necessarily the happiest of events to be away on Christmas Day. So maybe that's not all bad either. That you just sort of lose track of uh, of what it is and where you are, so that uh, you really don't get sad about not being at home. Yeah, I think it really is. And uh, Christmas in some of these locations like Hawaii, it's got to be strange. I remember last year, uh, not on Christmas Day, but a couple of weeks before Christmas, when I was at the baseball winter meetings, which in, last year were in Hollywood, Florida seeing Christmas lights on palm trees. Yeah. In, in a way, it almost seemed obscene to me. I know. Well, it's hard to see Santa Claus in a, uh, in a uh, you know, in Bermudas or something. Uh, you, you do have to get used to certain things. There are a lot of people listening, a lot of guys listening, and some women listening right now that uh, can think back over the years and think of some Christmases that they were an awful long way from home and not in the very best of circumstances. Oh, I can think, you know, particularly about people who were in the service, and yeah. uh, neither you nor I were, but a lot of our colleagues here at the station oh, yeah. uh, spent time in the service at Christmas time. Dick Store can tell you about spending Christmas in Thailand, and uh, I imagine we got a lot of Vietnam War vets that uh, spent uh, probably some pretty bad Christmases, uh, uh, maybe a Christmas or two that they can well remember about where they were. But, you know, in a way, I imagine that probably just the fact that it was Christmas Day gave them a little bit of comfort in what would otherwise would be a, a very, very bad setting indeed to be in. Yeah, but uh, also another aspect of Christmas, too, we lose track of what it's really all about. And Madison Avenue has done that to us, and that's really unfortunate. Uh, the kids are growing up thinking Christmas is just the time to get uh, toys and uh, see Santa Claus and everything, and we lose track of what uh, the purpose of it's all about. That's right, it's to celebrate a birthday. That's right, Jesus Christ's birthday, and... Uh, there's no question that uh, that's the most important thing that uh, uh, we need to uh, bear in mind and remember. I think uh, probably some of the most beautiful church services are the Christmas Eve night church services, and yeah. uh, the one, particularly the ones that go up to around midnight. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the, of the term for that, and it's eluding me, watch night uh-huh. uh, services. Uh, just absolutely beautiful. And probably my favorite of all hymns are the Christmas carol hymns. Well, I love them. Uh, there's no question about that. I, uh, uh, the, the hymns in particular, as opposed to just the seasonal songs, those Although some of the seasonal songs certainly are great to hear and everything, but uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would hope that uh, on Christmas Day we hear nothing but hymns. That'd be nice. And of course, uh, we've uh, we've heard some Christmas hymns this evening. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what is great hearing Gary and and Tony's voice. Uh, well, it, it, along with BJ and Wally and all those other guys, they, Gary and Tony are like BJ and Wally, and they were extremely comfortable with each other. And you know, you could just sit and listen to them talk and. Uh, couple of really good minds coming up with interesting things there uh in fact uh, gary went on to say there and uh, that his favorite christmas hymn was a holy night although he also liked the Destiny of fidelis and we heard a holy night a little bit earlier this evening we so. three kings one of tony's favorites mm-hmm. and uh, so we we all all have our choices on that and we'll have more of our Christmas get-together here on News Talk 680 WPTF. For Tom Kearney, I'm Mike Rayley. We'll see you on the other side. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. 
From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Upon the highest bar 